0: Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. We live in a world dominated by ratings. We generally prefer to purchase five-star products, read five-star books, eat at five-star restaurants, and watch five-star movies. Why then would you settle for anything less than a five-star career? Today's guest says you absolutely should not, and offers ways to be your best self at work and in your personal life. In this HR Chat episode, we're going to hear from Penelope Prizkop a corporate quality management expert, entrepreneur, and she's a writer. Throughout her 30 plus year career, Penelope has worked with numerous Fortune 100 pharma companies, including Pfizer, Merck, Lilly and Glaxo Smith-Kline and held leadership positions at companies such as Novartis and Johnson & Johnson. Penelope is the founder and CEO of PDC Pharma Strategy and serves as the Chief Compliance Officer over at Engrail Therapeutics. She is also the author of Six Sigma for Business Excellence. Uh, She's authored four novels and uh, in November she's got a book coming out called Five Star Career define and build yours using the science of quality management. And we're going to be looking at a bunch of the lessons from that new book in today's show. Penelope, welcome to the HR Chat Podcast.
1: Hello, Bill. Great to be here. I'm very excited.
0: So um, as as I often like to do in this show, Penelope, I'd, I'd like to start by learning a bit about you understanding a bit about who you are okay so my understanding is well, while struggling to overcome a a, a fairly troubling childhood um, and become the best version of yourself and build a career you, you began incorporating quality management concepts into your personal thought process at home and then also taking that in, into the workplace as a result you say you found what proved to you to be the, the missing link between all of your hard work and, and feeling rewarded. Can, can you tell our listeners a bit more?
1: So, as you said, I grew up in a, you know, pretty much dysfunctional home and had big hopes and dreams and smart kid and, you know, went to college and started my career and, you know, all kinds of things happened during that time. And and once really I got into the into my career, um, I started to realize that something was missing. and. What you described as, you know, my eventual dovetailing of what I was learning as far as the science of quality management and applying to my job activities um, really struck me deeply as something that I was missing in my own life in terms of, you know, what knowing really what you know, how do I define quality and what is my system that I have control over? And you know how do I make decisions, and how do I define, really define what I want, and and sort of have a strategy and a path to get there. And and that's that is what the science quality management is all about. It's just been absolutely, you know, pointed toward manufacturing, uh, services, all of this. You know, it's really a STEM science. That's how it it really started, in, and you know the early. 1900s, and so uh, really looking at it and seeing how it applies to your personal life is ex- you know extremely powerful. It's very powerful for me and really changed my life. So um, that's what you know the book is about. I I talk about my own life as well as you know personally and in my work and of course the concepts, the science, quality management, and um, really show people what it did for me and you know what it I I truly believe it could do for them.
0: Okay, so um, here's my opportunity to grill you a bit then and uh, and find (laughs) out a bit about find out about uh, some of the lessons in, in, in your new book. Um, so it's set to come out in November 2021. Um, and it's called Five Star Career. It starts with a straightforward explanation and, and an engaging history of the science of quality management. And you gave us a wee bit of insight just then, and then focuses on uh, personal application. I, I'd like you now, Penelope, to talk through some of the, the big lessons in the book. Um, firstly, why do you think people settle for mediocrity? Is, is it what a loaded question i'm I'm, pr- I'm quite happy with this question i'll tell you uh is, 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 it la- is it laziness maybe you know frankly people get too much netflix until these these days is it a lack of opportunity is it the system keeping them down or is it something else
1: that is a wonderful question so obviously there's a number of reasons of course why people settle and i think you know a lot of them that you described are what people initially think of or talk about uh However, you know, there I think people do get tired of trying, um, you know, everything that we're taught about, you know, just get back up, try again, try again, try again, you know, that's very motivating. But I mean, let's face it, if you try a 100 times and you keep falling down, I mean, it's, after a while, you just kind of get sick of it, right? So, you know, and then on top of that, you have priorities. Um, I believe people don't, you know, don't realize some of this, right, that they're not taking actions. Or risk-based decisions um, when things happen to them in their lives um, and then they get kind of stuck there I think there's people that are not really doing what they want to do and and they'll say well some people say that they know that but they don't know what they want to do right they don't know how to figure it out then there's people who don't really realize they're doing what they don't want to do because they're just you know have a blind spot and I talk about this in the book you know, it's it's really, really in so many ways about mindset. And um, that's what I talk about in the book as far as how to really understand what, you know, what you have control over and then how to operate within that system, you know, act instead of reacting to what is happening around you or what somebody else does, or, you know, the weather or the job market or what have you. So that's really what quality management that as a science is all about, because you know, when you're building quality into a product, can't you can't do it that way, right? You have to know ahead of time, these are our specifications, this is what we want, and the science tells us exactly how to get that product, right? So, um, you know, it, it just is a very, very powerful mindset that I developed, and I don't see it, it hasn't really been talked about in terms of an application for this science of quality management and um, so that's why I'm just I mean incredibly excited about my book and to talk about it.
0: I guess you kind of take a bit of a pragmatic approach maybe in some in some ways because uh, you Mm -hmm. believe one's career is essentially what they make of it. Maybe you can share why you you think that and, and talk to me about the concept of a person's career being a product created by by their own process and also, maybe as part of the answer, Penelope, you can you can share how to improve the process by by learning to manage all of the parts as an integrated, unified whole.
1: What I'll start with is say that I don't like to make blanket statements, but I, I feel pretty confident everybody's heard, you know, oh, well, life's a process, you know, especially when things go wrong or it's, it's like, oh, well, it's a process, you know, you know, got to learn from this and move on. Well, really when you apply the concepts of quality management to your career or even your personal life if you look at the definition of process you know life doesn't fit that definition you know a process is something that is very specific planned has specific parts that are in sequence and you know you're controlling them and i mean life's not like that at all and neither is a career right so the way i think of it and explain it in the book is You know, your life or and your career right at this second, this very moment, is the culmination of all of your previous actions, really. You know, your activities, your actions. Um, Now, you might say, well, I had to take that action because blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Well, what I'm talking about in terms of managing quality is, you know, for example, in industry right now we look at a product and it's got a defect right you you don't you don't say well oh it's a process you know put it on the shelf somebody will buy it or you don't say um well it was you know ginger's fault she didn't do her part right and that has nothing to do with me you know you don't you can't you know at work you're not allowed to do that right like if something goes wrong and you have to do a corrective action it's just ingrained in us in the quality field. You you know, you don't place blame on another person, another. You really look at the root cause, you know, what happened, what decisions were made, what was missing, you know, this is the kind of thought process that really um, can drive an individual in the right direction toward, you know, the product being the the career that they authentically want and would, uh, you know, rate five stars. You know, and and the key is first understanding yourself and figuring out what is what does a five star career look like to you. You know, not to anybody else, just to you as an authentic person. You know, the same person you were at ten and fifteen and twenty five, and you know, what is that? And then use a strategy based on quality management. You know a thought a thought strategy a thought uh, mindset um and, and set of principles to take steps make decisions and 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 move toward that
0: okay so you suggest it's possible for us to each of us to, to clearly define what a quality career means maybe you can tell us a bit about that process and as part of the answer penelope uh, perhaps you can explain what you mean when you when you say a successful career is not just about money uh, I, I can get behind that and and that it's vital to shift one's personal philosophy mindset and operating system to support developing it
1: a critical piece of this is that you have to define what this means to you what does quality mean to you so you know it could it could absolutely at the bottom of your heart you know mean you want to make a lot of money and that's fine you know that's okay you have to own that you know and know it and know why and you know it's it's but it's you know it's not when i say it's not about money it's it's not about these common things that people sort of define a successful person by like oh, they have a great, you know, they're highly educated, they make a lot of money, they are a leader, you know, they're charismatic, they can speak well in front of audiences, you know, that's all wonderful for them, you know, and and certainly if that's that's truly someone's goal, that's fine. But the point is, you know, until you really know yourself and why you're making the decisions you're making and how you're making them, it's, it's sort of like a puzzle, right? And and this is what happened to me. You know, I had a I had a hard time growing up sort of having my own self-identity. I was kind of a parentified child and um grew up in a very very chaotic, kind of scary in a lot of ways environment and um really felt almost like a little shadow there, you know. And it's, it's sad, but it, you know, it really had molded me and and as I have overcome that and really learned why I was doing what I was doing that seemed great by everybody's standards, but I just didn't feel, you know, I felt like something was missing. I knew that I was not living up to my potential, but I couldn't figure it out. And when I began to apply these, you know, concepts of this science that I was learning about doing in my job to improve quality of, you know, our deliverables at work, that's how it, was the missing piece for me because I realized, wow, like, you know, exactly what I'm trying to do is have a quality life. Like that's all I ever wanted, you know? And, and I knew what it meant to me really, you know, but some of it, I I just, it took me a long time to admit it, you know, or admit it to myself or, you know, once you can go through that process and, you know, people may think, well, that doesn't have anything to do with my career. That's my life. Well, you know, I think we could talk about this later, but you know, work-life balance to me really is absolutely about more than you know. Oh, does everybody have time to, you know, go to the soccer game, fold clothes, and get their work done? You know, to me, the balance is internally. You know, you we all want, we all, you know, it's just a psych no psychological concept. You know, that we all really long to be authentically who we are, and so you know, once you can get there, then you can figure out what you really want and apply all of this. And so I spend a lot of time in the book talking about that.
0: Your, your new book then. So it, it stresses the critical role of data uh, in, in terms of uh, making decisions that can produce a five-star career. Uh, we talk a lot on this show about the importance of data. How can, how can data guide us along our career journeys and help us to avoid impulsive leaps and maybe be more mm-hmm. honest with ourselves as well? Right.
1: So this is an area of the science of quality management that took me a little bit of time to figure out, you know, because as applied to industry, it is very much data driven. Right. So we do quality checks. We uh, have, uh, you know, for products, you have very precise specifications. Right. This is why it's a a STEM science, essentially. But, you know, uh, in the book, I talk about the evolution of the science and how. You know, now it's used in, you know, to, to, to uh, for quality of services and also, you know, deliverables like reports and, you know, outside of manufacturing. So, you know, how do you apply that to somebody's life, right? So what I figured out is, or what I believe, truly believe is, you know, your story basically of your life contains all of your data, right? That you can use to really figure out essentially uh, when you know when you're starting this process like what went wrong or what can be improved that falls within your scope of control in the book i talk about i i actually provide a method to go through this thought process and once the book is released i'm going to have a excel kind of tool spreadsheet on my website that people can download and use to help them So basically it guides you through, and you know, you don't have to use the tool, you know, (laughs) everybody's different, you can just think about it if you want, but basically the tool is a whole set of questions, you know, to really spur thinking about, you know, what happened in this situation? Like, you know, were you ever fired from a job? Yes or no, you know? And then, you know, uh, questions about that, and then, looking at what you've said in terms of what did I just say or write is objective data or subjective and you know that's a whole nother sort of question it's hard to answer in a, you know a couple minutes but I talk a lot in the about subjective and objective data in the book and so once people really truly understand the difference between those and you know what you're allowed To make a decision about. And when I say allowed, I just mean sort of like these boundaries that we have. And, you know, I know people that say, well, I don't like boundaries. Well, you know, too bad. (laughs) You know, you can't force somebody to do something. Like, it's just, you could try, but you're not going to be successful. That's not going to lead you to five star anything. So when you can understand, okay, this happened and the decisions I made about it were subjective then you realize oh I could have made a different decision you know I'm allowed to change my subjective opinions my subjective decisions or you know that's all what you own and that's part of understanding what is within your system to you know control so I hope I explained that clearly Um, I do talk I have a whole couple of chapters in the book about this
0: yeah. So listeners, basically, Penelope here uh, will tell you so much, but if, if you really want to get all the lessons, we'll go out there and get a copy of the book. OK, come on. Um, <laughs> uh, I'd love to ask you now, Penelope, who who inspires you? Who who would you point to and say that mm-hmm. they've had a, a, a five star career? Maybe it's not even someone that, that we've heard of. Uh, but perhaps someone who's inspired you because that they took control of their own destiny and, and they thrived, or, or even because they accepted where they're at, but they tried to make the best of it?
1: Well, that's a tough question for me because, you know, my whole message is that rather than focusing on sort of deciding who else may have a five-star life or career, that we should focus on our own in terms of what we want, so, you know, you you can't ever truly know. Like, I can't say, oh, Oprah Winfrey has a five-star career, and she inspires me. I mean, I can say that. She does inspire me, but I don't really know. When we focus on that sort of thought process, it, it holds us back from figuring out, and actually becoming what we want to truly become—that we can authentically, right? So I, I am inspired by people who have accomplished, you know, various goals that I have. So they're not all, you know, just one person, right? There's writers, communicators, Oprah Winfrey, Tony Robbins, um, you know, uh, great thinkers, uh, you know, that are writers too, Malcolm Gladwell, Kelly McGonigal people who have overcome you know really hardships to to do great things like like you know I keep talking about Oprah Winfrey but you know she had a very difficult childhood and that inspires me more than really all her accomplishments I mean the fact that she is who she is that she is even just believing that she deserves the space she takes up in the world and she uses it for good or she tries for my, you know, as I could see, it's just amazing to me given that, you know, she had such difficulties. And that is the kind of thing that really, really inspires me, I guess, on a greater level. Um, but, you know, like I said, everybody didn't have a difficult childhood. So, you know, you, you know, you're going to be inspired by different things. But um, so, you know, I, I, I don't, want to be just exactly like someone else and, and do what they've done you know I want to take from different people who uh, have achieved the various things that I want to achieve and and do that all in my own way so
0: an individualist I like it I like it Penelope we're yeah, almost at yeah. the end of what um, almost at the end of this interview before we do wrap things up how can our listeners uh, get in contact with you learn more about you and maybe get a copy of the book when it comes out in November mm-hmm. as well
1: Yeah, well, I have a a website, which is my name, PenelopePrescop.com. The book is, it's available now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and, uh, you know, for pre-order, but it will definitely be there, uh, available to purchase on November 9th. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all those things. Uh, My company website is ptcpharmastrategy.com so yeah i'm very excited about this and um would love to hear from people personally you know i'm ready to dive into this and and uh hopefully you know if i can i swear if i could just help one person i'd be happy you know i'm just so happy about how my life has turned out and 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 i know it you know have to continuously improve we all do But uh, I'm really, really excited about this.
0: Wonderful. And that just leaves me to say for today, Penelope, thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the HR Chat Show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.